Hey, we are Tony and Sarah. We are best known as producers and educators in the dance and entertainment world. And although we've had some major success, we've also had some challenges along the way, which have included failed relationships, failed businesses, heart attacks, and even a near-death experience. Although we've gone through the hard, we still believe that fairy tales do exist, if you're willing to fight for them. So we are here to help you navigate your health, wealth, and relationships, and a little bit of Disney. By sharing what has worked for us, we can help you to keep Fighting for Your Fairy Tale. Welcome back to Fighting for Your Fairy Tale. Welcome back, guys. Um, today we're going to kind of talk about fighting yeah. a little bit. Um, we are no strangers to uh, a good fight. A good fight. Temper tantrums. Uh, we both, oh, I don't want to speak for you, but we both grew up where we had some anger issues. Major anger issues. Um, I had to go to therapy for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely had anger issues. It's um, <clears throat> the Capricorn in us. We are definitely we are lovers, but we are also like stubborn. Mm-hmm. Go head to head. But um, we had to learn how to fight. And um, I know that when every time we used to fight, I thought it was the end. Like, I thought, okay, this is, we're done. Because it was that bad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there, not every single time, but a lot of times. Because we didn't fight often, that it just kind of exploded. Correct. Um, But when we were going through some challenging times, uh, I was recommended the Love Dare book. Right. Um, And it took some time for us to be able to go through it. Um, and like it seemed daunting it was very daunting but then once we got through it it was so good we did it twice yeah <laughs> so and it was, yeah. um it's actually something that we started uh doing like every morning we just kind of went through like monday through friday we went through and we talked we did a chapter and walked through it and it was really helpful but one thing that helped us um a lot was basically the rules of engagement right we set some rules for our relationship of when it when we do get to the fight because it's inevitable you're going to fight no relationship doesn't fight well if you don't tell me your secret Yeah, I mean, I think for us, the rules of engagement provided us a safe place to air our grievances and knowing that we could do that without the other person leaving the relationship. Yes. And that was important because we were both, we both had history of people just leaving. And so there was some fear there. But I think when we got this rules of engagement, we understood, we knew that one, I can't, it was kind of like boxing. I mean, it, it was like no blows below the belt. No, you know, after this, we go to our corners. I mean, it's, I mean, just to kind of have a bad, um, 
metaphor, but it was pretty much how the rules of boxing, what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and when the round was over, um, but it really gave us, for me, it gave me security that I could be frustrated and I could air that out with you without the repercussions of the ultimate sacrifice of you leaving or cheating or whatever, but that we could have those conversations, hard conversations, um, yet in a safe space mm-hmm. where we knew the rules and the rules weren't changing all the time. And I think we're right. both in relationships where, um, we'll talk about these later, but ultimatums were delivered. Mm-hmm. So it made, made conversation difficult. Yeah. Um, because it was, you're stuck with, well, we were stuck with the fear aspect. If I say anything, well, then that's that. Right. You know, um, but yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's good. Yeah. So we came up and the one thing I really liked about the way we went through this book, um, and I actually really liked the book because it very much acknowledges that one spouse might be ready for something before the other. So your spouse or your partner um, may not be ready to go through the book, um, but you can do this. You can create your own um, rules. And then when your spouse or partner is ready, um, you can bring them along. But what I really enjoyed is you and I made these rules together. So there was some accountability when we went into fighting and be like, uh-uh, that's not that. There's a, There was another part of like, just uh, keeping each other safe. And one of the things was, you know, that fear of um, being cheated on because we both have had that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't talk to the opposite sex after 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so really 9 p.m., I think, unless it's a business thing because we work sometimes crazy hours. But Especially in this entertainment world where yeah. things get out of hand quickly. Right. So, but it was very much, we did these rules together and um, it was really helpful. So we have six and we're just going to kind of go through what we made for us. And you can think of like, well, does that work for me? Does that bother me? Um, And then think about that. And then I was given, I believe it was four things that Tony needed when we were fighting. And then I'm just, because I have it written down, Mm -hmm. um, I will... um, I'll kind of go through that after we go through our six, if there's still time. Um, but our first one, oh man, I think is it was a game changer for both of us. It was a huge one for both of us. Um, just never mentioning divorce or leaving. Like that's, it's that ultimatum. Like it's, I, it just doesn't come up. That's not an option. We're not. We're not threatening divorce. We're not threatening walking away. We're not doing anything like that. Right. No threats. Even in a lot of cases in my past relationships, I think a lot of them were empty threats, but it was still that threat. And we decided we're not going to do that. Yeah. And I have a little side note that said, basically, we need to change the vocabulary in regards to ultimatums with things. Mm -hmm. It was the we don't. We don't talk like that. Like he said before, the ultimatum part. It's just, we're going to talk through the circumstance and the issue. And 
um, it's really, I think it's been really helpful as far as easing my heart mm. on where we are with things. Um, second was a big one for me. Um, no touching or throwing things in a harmful way. Um, it just, not that we, that was never an issue in our relationship, but, um, there, there were moments in my, in my past Mm -hmm. that, um, were scary for me and our, you and I would yell so much and when we would fight that it got scary. So knowing that he knew that was a rule and we weren't going to do that, um, we did break an iPhone once. <laughs> I broke an iPhone. Yeah. Um, it wasn't thrown at me, but it was thrown. <laughs> um, but expensive But that actually, that actual instance will take us to our number three, um, which is ex- respect when someone needs a timeout. And in that moment, I did not respect when he said, <laughs> "I need a timeout." Um, this is hard because for me, it's hard to bring it back up when we like time out. It's hard to say, okay, we need to revisit this. So you gotta, you gotta come back to it after you cool down. You gotta resolve the situation. And I think there's a definite difference of perspective with this one, um, in regards to men and women. Not trying to be sexist, but just the res- just how that is approached. Um, I learned this through uh, marriage marriage. Uh, what do you call them? Marriage counseling. No, no, we didn't do marriage counseling, but the marriage conferences, conferences, conferences and some an extra reading. Just the difference of how how males and females basically fight Mm -hmm. and getting this information really helped um again nuggets of just information that's helped us um when it comes to that timeout i'll paraphrase this and keep it as short as possible um for men honor is at the forefront of a lot of our thinking um honor our wives honor our friends, honor our parents. It's that it's a respect comes a long way. Um, you may have noticed your male kind of part, whichever. Um, loyalty and honor is really big with, I mean, look at the friends that they have. It's, there's an honor bond there. There's a loyalty there. And that's really big for guys. It's really big for that, that loyalty and honor. And for and in my experience for the women, it's very, it's a much emotional and it's about that love aspect, um, healthy or not healthy. <laughs> um, but when, say for me, I had anger issues as a teenager and had to go to therapy to create, um, create behavior that would not get me to the boiling po- point where I would lose control. And then those were the things, that's when bad things would happen. Um, and so one of the one of the tools was asking for a timeout. If you felt your blood basically almost literally boiling, ask for a timeout, walk away. Because for me, 
And I guess, and I think many guys, we don't want to get to the point where we dishonor our spouse or dishonor our wife or our partner. We just, it's, it's, that is not something we want to do because that is based, that is, at least in my mind, that is crossing the line. If you were to physically injure somebody or say something that you couldn't take back. Um, So being able to calm down, get that boil off Mm -hmm. is a way to honor the relationship. Whereas from what I understand from your perspective and others, other women that I've spoken to about this sisters, moms, stuff like that. Um, that disconnect of I'm done with this comes across as you don't care or comes across as um, like maybe almost an ultimatum. I'm not talking about this anymore. And for a lot of women, it's like, I want to talk about this now. I want to, we're going to get this done now. No, why why are you leaving? Why are you um, leaving? Why are you vacating? the situation, don't you love me enough to stay type of thing. Um, But it's the exact opposite thinking for the guy. I'm leaving because I do respect you and don't want to take this to the point where I can't take anything back. And that was a really huge um, uh, misunderstanding between us Mm -hmm. early on. And this really helped. Yeah, Yeah, because when you were like, I need a time out or I'm leaving or anything like that. I double down. Well, yeah, I would double down because it would it felt like he was leaving me, not leaving the conversation. Um, and it felt very personal. Um, but also your emotions, I was very much in my emotions, and your emotions are a liar sometimes. So it just it was not a good um, thing. And you and I really talked about what it meant for you and what you like. That's, we went through things and I learned things about you that I was like, okay, like this. Okay. So I have, I need to do that. Um, and, and then I realized like as a kid, I really kind of did that too. Like I'd be in the middle of something and yelling at my parents and I would storm off and go slam the door and lock myself in the room and get all the anger out of me. And then I'd be able to sit and talk with my parents. It was just, I never asked for it, you know? And so um, communicating what you need when you're in the middle of it is it's very challenging, but if you can figure it out, I think it's really a helpful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure you revisit it because if you don't come back to it, those things will just pile up. If you don't resolve the issue, mm-hmm. you, you gotta come back when you're calmer. Um, I can talk about that later, how, yeah. how to, how to instigate a tough conversation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Um, number four for us was don't bring up things from the past. I was really bad about that yeah this one's still hard yeah all those things that you know it's just it's it's like it's 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 really just bad ammunition it's it's 
oh, you're gonna you're gonna load that gun again and shoot that same thing to try and get that same reaction or that same pain or something you really haven't forgiven about or or still have hard feelings about. Well, that's this is just like when you it, it definitely digging what they call it uh, digging that stuff up. is never i mean it's never been a positive thing <laughs> mm. and i was really bad at it um i work really hard to try to do that now um it's a consistent um struggle but i realized that keeping your mouth shut in regards to that that is a situation you're bringing the past into a situation that's currently happening in the present that either one involved in the heated discussion can do anything about it. it's in the past. Mm -hmm. um, and it just brings up resentment and it's, you know, and, and I'd say if we're honest with ourselves it's brought up to just kind of be that extra dig mm -hmm. for it's the ammunition that, you know, is going to hurt and that's, and they bring it up for, for whatever reason. And then that, and then that mindset, you're just angry and hurt and, and lashing out. Um, and that was something interesting. My parents, when we had those arguments, would do that. They'd go, well, this is just like when you, and I think quite honestly, they kind of learned it from them. Um, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, mm -hmm. but I, I just remember that that was something they would always bring up. This is just like when you blah, blah, da, 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 da. And I think it, it came into my vocabulary, especially when in those intense times when we were arguing, um, and it, uh, for me, this was the hardest one to, to let go, to, to not let go, but to um, not bring up. Right. And I like if there are things from the past, those need to be worked out, you know, go to therapy and go to that. Because if you're if you're bringing them up, it's still it's the situation still bothers you. And you may have been able to forgive in the moment, but when that fear of it happening again comes in again, here are those emotions taking over you. And it's, it, it is hard, but you know, take that time out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if, if there's, if there's issues that have happened in the past relationship that you haven't truly actually been able to work through, then you need to revisit that. Well, and that's easier said than done. Just putting oh, yeah. that out there. I mean, we had we were in some. Both of us were in our own versions of hell in other relationships, and just it's it's natural human behavior to bring that crap into the next one. Mm -hmm. um, and it's difficult, but and as a guy, you know, we don't necessarily like to talk about everything, but. I'll just say this. If the person you're with is not worth the investment, then get out. Right. I'll, that's that's, that's kind of what I feel. If you are not willing to invest in some hard, in some hard stuff in getting over, you don't want to talk, you've got to open up, you know, maybe it's not, you know, crying at every rom-com, but you know, being able to have that conversation, even though you don't want to, it's not about, 
it's not always about what you want. Mm -hmm. She needs things as well. And I had to learn that as well because I was a clam. Good luck in getting that open, you know. <laughs> but I guess, you know, an oyster, um, one of my therapists remember said that you're an oyster, you know, and it's clam shut or clam shut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're, you know, but oh my gosh, you open it up and there's a pearl in there. Yeah. So it's like there is um there is some beauty in it and there is some discomfort and getting out of your comfort zone. But that's how I feel. If you're not willing to invest in the relationship, then get out and give that person an opportunity for someone to come into their lives and provide the investment that they need, because that's just selfish. It's just selfish. Yeah. And, um, and I, and unfortunately, I know this from experience from both sides. I've been in relationships where I was the one who just didn't want anything else, but didn't want, you know, that, I guess that old teenage mentality. Well, I don't want you, but I don't want anybody else to have you either. You know, and then I've been on the other side where um I just don't want this, but it's convenient. Mm. And and you know, and it just when the investment, when you're when your lack of investment, when you don't want to do it, I'd say it's hard, but let the person go. Because if you're not willing to invest, then you're just you're just wasting their time, yeah. and I know that's hard to say, but um, you got to get into the uncomfortable zone to make it healthy. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, no, I didn't mean to go on a rant. It's just something no. that. Well, I agree. Let's finish this, and then I I've got some. I want to kind of talk about that too. Um, our number five is do not fight in public or in front of children meaning our coach yeah um it's just a, a it goes back to that you, your husband or your partner wants that respect and and you deserve that respect too first of all you probably look like a crazy person like being disrespectful like that in public you've seen those couples in walmart yeah um, so it's, you just have to be respectful and you, you close the door and you do it behind and you work through your crap and, um, it's not for anybody else to see. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a, um, can't remember was a therapist doctor that said it was this is this is I don't know I don't know where you stand on this but that parents not fighting in front of their kids gave a false sense of of a reality reality yeah a false sense of reality because if your kids never see you fight then they you know and then they get in a fight saying well my parents never fought and you know that type of thing but I'll tell you this my parents fought. To the point where my sister and I was like, why don't they just get a divorce? Because this is not good. And I think maybe it's not necessarily just not fighting for them, but how you fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember my sister and I watching my mom and my dad have arguments and literally run into our room with our ears on the door. And the things that were said 
were just so awful mm-hmm. that it was like we were hoping they would get a divorce because one, it scared us, but two, the way that they were treating each other was just awful doesn't work, doesn't work, despicable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad never hit my mom, my mom never hit my dad, it would never got physical, but I've seen I've seen couples, you know, mm-hmm. fighting. And it's just when it gets to that point, I go. There might be love there, but the respect is gone. Mm-hmm. And I think without, um, and if for me, I don't know how you have love without respect. That's me personally. I, um, I don't want to go too much down this rabbit hole, but I do feel that um, if it's not necessarily fighting in front of them, it's being respectful, even though there is a disagreement in place. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I know, I didn't really. I know of a couple instances that I've heard about from my parents fighting, but when my parents decided to get a divorce, um, it was very hard for me because I didn't understand why. However, and there were some other things that went on, but it was, I actually, now that I, you know, it's way past me and the emotion of them not being together. I actually very much respect it was done in a conversation. They told us, you know, what was going on. And I, you know, listening to your story, I appreciate what my parents did for me and the fact that I didn't really see the fighting all the time. There was some like, you know, Bill, you know, like that type of, you know, bickering stuff, but not like in a, not that was in like surface issues, you know, uh, little things, but I really, um, actually truly appreciate it. And I've heard other people say that, you know, they didn't, they knew their parent, your kids are more aware than you think much more intuitive than yeah you give them credit for and there are many kids who are are people who are grown now like my age that i've heard say my parents never fought in front of me but they did it i know they did it behind closed doors we knew they were they we knew there were disagreements because you know they might not be as you know, affectionate or, you know, they may not talk as much because they're working through that, but they didn't work through that in a yelling and bickering way in front of us. Mm. And so I I disagree with the therapist, I guess you mm-hmm. said, is who said that. I disagree. I think that it gives a healthy, I think but it- I also don't have kids. Like I have, stepchildren that I don't have my own so and I think I think it's two perspectives mm-hmm. um I just wanted to bring it up as we talk about yeah. this like I said it's just our experience and our opinion and we're just providing it and you know you guys take it and run with it or don't run with it you can get into the curb whichever but um and there's two perspectives I know I think for me looking back it didn't bother me that my parents were fighting that didn't bother me it was the way that they were fighting mm-hmm. it was the words that were used the insults that were used 
the the disrespect that was very much present it got it got to the point where how can you act like that and then the next day come back and say you love each other mm-hmm. it, that that was that kind of was like fake yeah. to me as a kid i remember just that's just fake mm. um and but we live and learn so but those are our five and we have one more six uh res- oh, mm-hmm. respectful of vocabulary towards each other yes okay so sorry about that no it's fine. <laughs> fine um but if you notice like all six are you know really leaning towards that res- you have to keep the respect in your relationship I feel like, you know, everybody wants this Hollywood love story, but we've been together for 16 years Mm -hmm. and it hasn't been a true Hollywood, like love is not enough. Mm -hmm. You have to have the respect. You have to have the honor. Yeah. And there are going to be days that like, I love you, but I don't like you right now. And are you going to choose to stay? And how are you going to choose to treat that person? Um, there are going to be days you're overwhelmed and, you know, it, it's, it would be easier to walk away and not deal with it. But think about what you're giving up, you know, and it's, everybody's going to have the things that annoy the other person it's just we're human um but how do we treat each other and when it comes to these really really challenging situations you know money is a hard one um that's that's been a really hard one but life and goals and where you're gonna go and um all of that stuff is their hard conversations. And I think that these are rules and, but like how to approach having a hard conversation, I think is something else we can go into and um, talk about, but uh, I don't know where I was going with this now. I was going to kind of come back to the yeah. respect aspect. Um, I was talking with a colleague a couple of weeks ago and then learned some interesting things, but he mentioned something that I thought might be relevant to this. So I hope he doesn't mind if he's listening. Um, he um, He's of the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. And at age 42, he was, um, what do you call it? A pre- he was uh, set up in a prearranged marriage at 42, mm-hmm. which I guess is a little older for what normally, I, I don't know. I'm just making that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, yeah, I was very late, you know, I went to school here and things of that nature. And um, he was set up by his, they were set up by their parents and it was a prearranged marriage. And the thing is a lot of cool innuendos about that, you know, culture and things of that nature. But the thing that hit me that he said, and that we were just kind of talking, he says, once we learned how to respect each other, it was easy to love each other. Mm-hmm. And he goes, so it wasn't this, hey, um, it wasn't lust at first sight for them. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't all that. And I'm not saying that, you know, you should be in a pre-arranged marriage. I'm just saying the, what came about that, it wasn't about 
she's good looking, he's good looking, let's go have a meet cute and then, you know, and then live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. It was, they met, they became friends, then they, then they, respect came before the love. Yeah. And he said, once we learn to respect each other, the love, the love was easy. And I kind of feel that has a lot of merit in my opinion. Yeah. There's a lot of merit in my opinion. And I guess, you know, in our culture in the United States, it's it's usually done opposite. It's like, uh, I remember um, Brent, Adina Menzel, mm -hmm. and Tay Diggs. Mm -hmm. So um, I've, I've had the opportunity meeting Tay Diggs um, one. Cool. And then I remember um, Adina Menzel doing a interview because they were both in rent together. Mm -hmm. And uh, the interviewer was asking them, you know, how was it when you met? And it was funny, Adina looked at him and goes, well, it was lust at first sight. <laughs> and she goes, you know, and they eventually got married. Unfortunately, they divorced, but they've got some kids or a kid. Um, but I think that was the first time I'd ever heard that statement. And she goes, oh, she said, oh, I don't know who the guy's name was. Oh, Bob, look at him. It was lust at first sight. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard that term before. But uh, I guess if you look at Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs, you can understand. Um, very two beautiful people. But I think what my colleague said about once once the respect was there, it was very easy to love. And I hope that uh, I think for us it kind of happened the other way. Yeah. Um, and so um I'll stop. But yeah. <laughs> I just I, for us, we definitely, oh my gosh, there was so much love. And I think we both were like, whoa, there's not, I haven't felt like this before. But we also fought so hard um, that there was so much fear that the love was going to be gone. We had to learn how to fight. It's one reason we named it Fighting for Your Fairy Tale, because yeah. it's you, you have to fight, like, and you have to learn how, and you have to do it with respect because it's not, it's, you're going to come across it. And I, I really challenge anybody that says, oh, we don't fight. And if you tell me that, I'm going to, I want to know how close you are and how, you know, how happy are you really? And emotionally connected. Yeah. yeah. Because I, going through, I will say going through some of our challenging times um, and I'm not talking things like the heart attack and like the trauma aspect. I'm talking about the, how are we going to, pay this bill or how are we going to keep the business going? Mm -hmm. um, where are we going to live now? Like though, like losing a business, going through those kinds of tough times and fighting through it because we both have our own different perspectives and learning how to listen to each other, respect each other and talk through the situations, having these rules allowed those things to happen those are guidelines yeah. yeah um so the five things that tony had like that he mentioned he needed um from me was of course the first one is speak in uh i think i stopped writing but speak in a respectful tone um which goes back to everything we've already said um, yeah so these what she's talking about is within these rules i asked or she asked me what do i need from her when mm -hmm. we're when we're in the throes of you know, discord yeah. and so the, these are the things I asked 
her. Yeah. The second one was allow him to speak. I was real bad about it. <laughs> I still may struggle with that one. Um, I get, I forget what I want to say. And then, so I just, <laughs> I will. Number three. Number three. <laughs> uh, make sure my actions show. So like, if I'm going to say, I'm going to do something, I've got to follow through and do it. We just had a work thing like that. And you were like, are you going to be able to do this? And I said, yes. And he, I talked to him the next day and he's like, you, well, you've been up for a while. He said, well, I told you I'd get you that thing. And I didn't want to go back on my word. So. Yeah, that's big. I think, especially in the environment that we work in and live in, talk is cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk is so cheap. So um, actions for us speak so much louder than words. Because talk is so cheap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Number four is just reassurance that I'm not going anywhere. You really, um, I think that's something we both need. Um, And then the last one was huge. Just be honest. Even if it's, even if I know that he's not going to like what I have to say, you just have to be honest in regards to all of that. Yeah, I'm, I take people, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but I take people at their word. I try to take people at their word. And some people may find that respectful or honor. I have often found it gullible. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, it's just because I don't talk to people with that. I think it's from my perspective, when I tell you I'm going to do something, I do my best to make sure it happens. And if it's not going to happen, I tend to try. I'm not perfect, but I tend to try and tell you, hey, if you're going to get this by Tuesday, and I know it's Monday afternoon and it's not going to happen, I'll tend to reach out to the person, to you, whoever, and say, hey, I know I said this, but things have come up. I was letting you know ahead of time so that, you know, so the man is, you know, me, manage communication and manage expectations. And I'm trying to do that. And that's, that's kind of, you know, that is a good ground rule for whatever, because really the stress and frustration in life really, I think at the core of any frustration in life is when you're, when you're, expectations and reality don't meet Mm -hmm. that is the source of pretty much every frustration stress out there to me Mm -hmm. um that when your reality or your expectation when you're react when you're sorry when your reality does not meet up to your expectations that is the gap that we get thrown in that is where stress comes from that is where worry comes from that is where all that stuff is and to be honest that's going to happen more often than not yeah (laughs) so it's yeah. it's challenging because you know and i think that i think this will lead into a great another episode maybe we can um maybe we'll do it next week but how to have those tough conversations cuz sometimes being honest is the hardest thing because you know they're not going to like what you are going to say but you can't lie and um so how to have that tough conversation. Um, I think that's a good topic of how we enter 
those types of things. But just finding the respect and making the own your own fighting rules, I think, is going to be really helpful. And asking your partner, what do you need from me? when? And you don't ask them, what do you need from me <laughs> when you're in the <laughs> middle of a fight? It's, you know, you're out to dinner and be like, hey, hon, when we are fighting, what would you what would make it easier? Um, I know if you truly are fighting for your fairy tale and like leaving is not an option, you've got to reassure your partner. Like it doesn't matter how bad it's going to get. I'm here. And, um, and you use your, oh, sorry. No, working through all of this, there's, we, we both have agreed. There's really only one thing that would we're not willing to fight Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it and um so therefore that that reassurance as long as it's not that one thing Mm -hmm. we're here and we're going to talk and fight through everything and we'll figure it out but there's just one thing i think both of us can't build trust back um through but you know we know what that is and it's on the table or it's not on the table. Whatever, well, however that analogy works. <laughs> this is one, I mean, this is one action that we just, you know, because quite honestly, because that action would be the ultimate disrespect and we just mm-hmm. won't, won't, won't tolerate it. Yeah. So, but one of the things I was going to say, if you look back at the other podcasts, one of the things when you're asking, what do you need? Um, by having those five love languages, you mm-hmm. can then, you have the choice to show that person in the way that they need it, that you're, that you're sincere. Mm-hmm. And some people may need that gift. Some people may need those acts of services. Some people may need that words of affirmation, but when someone asks for it, having the five love languages and knowing what that, you know, what that person needs and how they give it and how they receive it will communicate to them that you heard them and you're trying to do that. And I think that is, that's why I think all this kind of goes hand in hand. It's not yeah. just one thing. It's how you put them all together. Yep. It truly is. Yeah. Um, well, we hope that you learned a little bit and can apply this to your relationships. Um, we aren't perfect and we've been through things and we're just trying to share um, what we've been through and we've been through some nasty fights and Um, We aren't perfect. And sometimes we both slip up on these rules. Um, So if you're trying to implement these and you don't get it right every time, that's okay. Is it the effort? Because I will tell you in putting these rules together, I have learned Tony's intention is never, never bad. He's always trying to make our relationship better. And I know that. And, you know, it doesn't matter who's talking in my ear. Um, not that really anybody's ever talking in my ear because we don't really air our stuff. But if people don't understand the, you know, the way he works and, you know, how we live our lives and the way we do things and they, I know his heart and Part of me knowing that is 
we've talked through these rules and we've been able to put these. And I know that when we, he gets angry or weak and we fight or have to work through something, it's not because he has bad intentions. It's we have two different perspectives. And if you learn how to communicate through those two different perspectives and slow down and listen or take slow down and take a minute and walk away and then come back and be able to have the conversation, you'll be much better. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes we found we're both trying to say the exact same mm-hmm. thing, but from different perspectives, and the argument will can continue. And it's like at the end, it's like, well, I was saying the exact thing. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like <laughs> it's 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 comedic sometimes, but um, well, and I will I will be honest. I think we both. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that we both in moments get. It's, it's such a natural thing. It's not just us. I think everybody does it. When you are so heated like that, you are not listening to the person. You are thinking about the next thing you're going to say. Yeah. And so you're not actually hearing what the person is saying. And when you're both doing that, nothing gets resolved. Ding, ding. Well, so, no, yeah. So with that... Please make sure you're following us on social, Tony and Sarah Official. Tony's Tony Smith producer, and I am Sarah Name Smith. And um, we hope, we just really appreciate everybody's support and listening. And we hope that you're getting some value out of this. We're really excited. Yeah, it's um, it's been a journey already. It's only 20 something episodes. Mm-hmm. and. And the following has been, wow, just, I mean, really, really humbling, to be honest. And, um, but at the same time, you know, I think we would have loved this. I would have loved it. I would have listened to it. Yeah. I would would listen to it now. Yeah. Even though, because sometimes even though you know things, you got to listen to them for, again, sink it, make it sink in. But so, you know, again, what we're doing is taking nuggets from different podcasts, different resources that helped us and trying to get them all into one place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to let you know, we we like to have fun, too. It's not always I know our tone is really about it's very serious and sometimes. But, you know, I think being able to get through the hard stuff just makes all the easy stuff that much more fun. So yeah. anyway, putting that out there mm-hmm. and going from there. So keep fighting and um in a good way (laughs) and we'll see you next time all right thanks guys